0: smqb's episode 99 we're down two of the qbs tonight missing rooster and milk but we have a good breakdown of all the nfl playoff games this weekend a special time spent talking about how dallas shipped the bed always nice to see that we go through our locks we have a punchable face of the week that's it this week short and sweet leave us five stars thanks for listening catch you soon on the booth
1: singing from the people on the people, nice the roof dancing on the ceiling on the people I got people on the dancing on the people I got people. People, people,
0: people, people. dancing on the people I got people. Everybody
1: in the
0: booth can tell my SMQP episode, episode 99 we're down two tonight, probably because people are second guessing their tattoo commitments. Very much they, that's they're trying, point. they're trying to uh to bail. We're missing milk and rooster. I think there's a shot we get 50% of those to have actually get the tattoo. Uh, and I'm looking at 40% overall. That's my prediction. Uh um, hey, House,
2: today uh we had an opportunity to see a great placement of a tattoo.
1: Yeah, Mike Tyson. I'm thinking about it, doing SMQBs around the eye.
2: Like right around the eye, kind of like start up here on your forehead and just kind of work it down.
1: I think it would
0: work. Yeah. I think the logo would work. Okay, that's a good one, House. You should do it there. I'm going to do mine on my I'm deciding shoulder.
1: which one of you guys I want to bite your ear, too.
0: Yeah. You can bite my ear if you get
2: a
1: face tattoo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Got to think well, about have- this one. We
2: have yeah. definitely gone over the cliff early. <laughs> well, look, it's it's
0: episode 99, and this is the part where I would say who's the greatest player to wear ninety-nine, but uh I think that's fairly obvious. Um, did you know that the number 99 has been retired by every team in the NHL though? It should be. I didn't, I
2: wasn't aware on of on behalf that. of that one player, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, it should be. That is- I, I I I think we would all have to agree you know, with whatever, Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr, all that. I think Gretzky transformed the sport. I think he put one of the greatest athletes on on the ice in a sport that had a little bit more cultish following and made it an everybody following. And I'll also tell you, had we not picked 99, I had an automatic mailbag punchable face of the week from Benna because he's her idol, and there is no other ninety nine in sports besides him.
0: Well, so sorry, Milk, some, sorry about Warren is.
1: Sapp. Sorry about Aaron Judge.
0: Yeah, this, but here's some of the, his achievements. He had a record nine Hart trophies as NHL MVP. Wow. Between eighty one and ninety four, he won the Art Ross Trophy, which goes to the NHL's points leader, ten times. Wow. He was MVP of the Stanley cup playoffs in 85 and 88. Uh, he earned the Lester B Pearson award, which is now the Ted Lindsay award on five occasions given to the most outstanding player as determined by the players association. Uh, and he won the uh, lady Bing trophy for sportsmanship and performance five times between 80 and 99 and, um, And just, you know, there's just awards in all levels of hockey that are named after him. Um, and it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, and he is the you know, this has the most goals, uh, for the time being in the NHL all time. Um, I mean, he really is, uh, just a, a really was the greatest, the great one is the perfect nickname. Um, but also you know he's really an interesting guy i mean some stuff he's done off the ice I mean, he coached phoenix um and you know but he he just he's done some interesting things like he owned like a, a honus wagner baseball card like he was one of the guys who went in and bought a honus wagner baseball card he's got a bunch of restaurants he's just he's just all over the place and it's it's pretty interesting and um every interview i've ever heard with him he just sounds like the nicest guy on the planet too he's like that classic Canadian, you know, just super nice.
1: So he's got a decent red wine. We, we, we did it for Bena's, uh, I, think, I guess it was her 40th when he, we did a big party. We did a couple cases of Gretzky 99 wine that he does. It's pretty good.
0: Right. Right. The wine. Yep. So, all right. So that's your number 99. And, um, I think you hit uh, Warren Sapp was another 99 Aaron judge and George Mikan was another 99. So um,
2: there's no other league where a Jersey has been retired across the board, right? Well,
0: Well, uh, um, Jackie Robinson's 42 has been retired in major league baseball.
1: And I think they just retired. I think they just retired bill Russell number six. That I don't know. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Um, but I think 42 is yeah, 42 retired from baseball, except for the day that everybody wears it. And I think right. I think they retired Bill Russell's number.
0: So, um, all right. Listen, this is gonna be a, a short uh but sweet pod tonight. Again, we're running a little light with people. Um Rooster probably not here because he doesn't want to talk football. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really, we're going to cover the, uh, the playoffs and, you know, at least Pope you, you had the guts to show up for that. Um, and we'll definitely get to your game. I, I think we should after, get there.
2: After get there 30 last. years of this, it's just, you know. Yeah. Well, the, first the weekend kicked how off I, with, um,
0: roll. kicked off with Kansas city and Jacksonville house. You want to, uh, get us rolling on, on playoffs and on NFL, NFL stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean. Shout out for Trevor Lawrence being a gamer. By the way, after that game, Mike Lupica, who I think knows a lot about sports, like I respect him as a sports guy. Mike Lupica said Trevor Lawrence will win an NFL championship within the next two years. I will definitely take the under on that. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Sign me up for that.
1: I, I look, I think he's I think he's worth a number one overall pick. I think they can build the franchise around him. I think they have a lot of nice pieces with their defense, too. Um, and I guess you you can't blame him for the Agnew fumble. But I don't think Jacksonville is ever remotely. I don't think anybody thinks Jacksonville is ever remotely within that game close if Mahomes is 100%. What I'm interested from you guys is if you've taken a close look on the replay upon replay upon replay, whether you guys think that it was either dirty or intentional the way they tackled Mahomes on his injury play. Have you seen that?
0: Well, I'll say I did not look at it for that purpose. It looked like a scrum to me with bodies flying everywhere.
1: The claim is that when he started to wrap him up for no particular reason, he slid down to his legs and his knees. Like, Immediately, it wasn't part of the tackle reason, like, you know, like there was some momentary, sudden tackling intent. If I'm going to take this guy out of the game, I got to slide down. I I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but but there are at least a few commentators who are decently respected who are saying that that was not a clean hit. Um, Either way, it would be a shame for the NFL the product of the NFL if we don't get a full throttle Mahomes who's 0 and 3 against Joe Burrow or a full throttle Mahomes in the uh in the Super Bowl I will tell you one stat which is absolutely remarkable. You guys both know by now that with that win not only have the Chiefs advanced to five consecutive AFC championships pretty incredible but Andy Reid as a coach has now reached 10 conference championships. Like, holy crap.
0: You know, I'm glad you raised that. I'm glad you raised that. I have a question. Does he need another Super Bowl to to victory? Or, I mean, that's a lot of conference championships with only one win, right?
1: Agreed. I mean, not not to poke at Pope, who's wounded from the Cowboys, but he's a you know lifelong Braves fan. And I, I remember it got to the point where after the Braves won yep, 13 yep. straight division championships and won World Series, it was like, okay, so what that you won 13 straight? Yeah, I was
2: thinking of the, the comparison.
1: Um, yeah. So, I, I, listen, Philly has this thing with Reed because of his clock management and the fact that we went to five and should have had more than one Super Bowl and we didn't get a Super Bowl victory out of him and we felt like that was wasted talent. So there's a little bit of a... You know, jaded feeling about him. He's obviously a phenomenal coach. He is surrounded by a phenomenal team right now. But I mean, obviously, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame coach. But I agree with you. He needs another Super Bowl to be on the level of Walsh, Seifert, you know, Chuck Knoll, Landry, like all those. You got to have at least two or three Super Bowls. Gibbs.
2: Gibbs. Well, I mean, not to get too far ahead, but I think. A lot of people want to see the Andy Reid versus Philly matchup in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, be fun. The storyline, really
2: the storyline that would be built with that uh, with that matchup.
1: And but also remind me, I, I get lost in uh, these coaching trees. Doesn't Shanahan ultimately derive from the Reid coaching tree? Kyle Shanahan. No. I-
0: I don't think so because okay. wasn't Mike Shanahan, a contemporary of Reed's?
1: Yeah. I get lost in the coaching trees, but for some reason I thought somewhere in there, Kyle Shanahan was, which again, that would also, if he is part of the coaching tree, that would be, that would be pretty interesting matchup too. Um yeah. But it's pretty clear that, you know, just to, I know we're jumping around games a little bit that the Zach Taylor, the, the, Bengals coach can flat out coach also. That team at the start of this year was really not that great. And now they are the two hottest teams in football are the Bengals and the Niners. And nobody would be surprised if either one of them made the Super Bowl. Um, they've got great coaches and it's a great system. Um, but the Chiefs look good. Uh, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey it will be a top three all time. Tight end with you know Gronk and maybe Gonzalez. Gonzalez. I mean, he is he is so so special. He just took over that game. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter which quarterback was throwing it to him. He got a touchdown from Holmes, got a touchdown from Chad Henney. Um, their defense showed up. Uh, it will be a great, great game. Mahomes. Dr.
2: Uh, Pacheco had a great game.
1: Pacheco was did I see right? I was Pacheco a seventh rounder also uh draft pick. I think he's like a him. seventh rounder from Rutgers, which if you think about that, the fact that two seventh rounders in Pacheco and Purdy are leading their teams to conference championships is pretty nuts
0: yeah, seventh round
1: yeah that's yep. that is impressive and 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 as they were going through the chief's defense too, not only is Pacheco a big part of their offense but i I think the chiefs start three rookies on defense.
0: Which just is to, just to 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 go back to Jacksonville for a minute though, before we move on from this game. You know, I, I know it was a good run for them and everyone's kind of excited, but you know, they did spend like $250 million in free agency last year, right? I mean they really went out um and spent money. And and so, you know, I, I think a lot of people had high hopes for them. They got off to a slow start. They seem to have gotten together. Um and you know, so I, I do think you should see them improve a little bit, but um, they should have been in the playoffs this year, and they should probably have been winning a game when you go out and spend that kind of
1: money. really? I mean, weren't I think they had two wins last year and had the number one overall pick to make that kind of turnaround, no matter how much you spend means you got to gel all those pieces, get them together. That's true. That's true. By the way, next year, a lot of people kind of forget, they made a nice, sneaky move during the season, and the Jags add to their already pretty good offensive whip weapons, Calvin Ridley, next year as a receiver. Yeah. So they got Christian yeah. Kirk and Calvin Ridley and Travis Etienne. Like If they keep building on the defense, which is already pretty good, I th- I think they're going to be the, the team to beat in that division for the next few years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tennessee's so. got to figure out some things. Yeah, for sure.
1: So
0: all right. So Casey uh does what we thought they would do. Uh the only real news on that side is of course the injury. Uh and we could talk a little bit more about, about that when we talk about the next round matchup. But um let's go to you want to stay in the AFC and talk about the the uh, perhaps one of the biggest disappointments in
1: the playoffs? They they had fraudsters. The fraudsters. <laughs> they they had pretty much almost an entire country behind them because of the DeMar Hamlin story and, you know, suffering Buffalo and let's see that rematch of that great playoff game last year between the chiefs and the bills. And I mean, I know Rooster's not with us, but I think he nailed it. I think Joe Burrow has progressed, continues to progress. And I think Josh Allen has regressed a little bit. He is a phenomenal athletic talent. He cannot protect the ball. He turns it over with fumbles. He throws off his back foot. He's too impro- improvisational. And I think you said Bison too that he's got like happy feet there in the pocket.
0: Yeah, he looked. He just looked very uncomfortable all day yesterday. You know, bouncing around like he just looked confused. He looked confused every time he dropped back.
2: You know, it's it's hard to know how much the snow impacted that game. I mean, clearly Burrow was a better quarterback in the snow. Um, if they play, you know, on a field that had good weather, and a good field, who knows what happens, but clearly Allen was not cut for, for that game. Yeah, but Josh, I mean, where did Josh Allen play college?
0: Wyoming. Yeah. He probably has seen some
2: cold weather before, right? Well, Burrow went, yeah, went to high school in Ohio.
1: Yeah, I I think I mean, the Bills are supposed to have the advantage in that stadium in yeah. that weather. Uh they didn't use their run game. Look, the the Bengals had a really effective defense too in that yeah. game. They they were they were winning the trenches. I mean, I think that's the story of the weekend is who won the trenches. Um
2: well, and the Bengals came out and punched them in the in, in the nose immediately, you know, to go up 14-0 and really took Buffalo out of their game plan.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, but it's now two teams where Stefan Diggs is a pouty, angry, you know, there were issues when he was yelling and screaming at cousins in Minnesota. And then he moved over to Buffalo and now there's issues again, where he was yelling and screaming at Josh Allen. And then, you know, we ran off to the locker room and someone had to convince him. I mean, he, he is a, pouty guy and that can be a real real problem on a team and they've got they've Um, got a lot of other talent at at wide receiver i don't know what happens with digs but they they got to patch things up how much of that is just the you know the um
0: diva wide receiver you know superstar wide receiver thing though we've seen
2: this before right with guys Sure. sure yeah uber competitive
1: that, uh, I still think they have the advantage in the division going into next year, pending what happens with the quarterback situation in Miami. But uh, the Bills, I think they ended up being where they are, which is number three behind the Chiefs and the Bengals. I think that's where the AFC is now for the foreseeable future. Well, and
0: Buffalo has to be worried about getting passed by uh, the Chargers. Yeah. Well, right? Or Jackson. Assuming they make a change of head coach. Well, I don't think that's going to happen, but, um, but Buffalo, I mean, yeah, I, look, I think that what we saw in that game, we should have seen coming in this, in this regard, Cincinnati was playing great going into it and Buffalo was not playing great going into it. And and the, the wheels sort of came off the bus on Buffalo, maybe five weeks ago where you could see them, you know, kind of falling apart a little bit. The, the question I have is, are we going to find out that Josh Allen was injured uh, and that he has to have some sort of surgery or something? And that was part of, part of the problem. But uh, for now, the better team won. I mean, Cincinnati and and Burrow is, I mean, that guy is something else. He, he looks,
2: he looks great. They're playing with a lot of confidence and knowing they already beat Kansas city in the championship game last year. They're, uh, they're, they're coming in, with a a, a lot of steam coming into that game. Yeah. All right, house, this is your moment.
0: This is it. This is, this is for you to bask in your glory. And I don't know. I mean, the game was completely uninteresting. Uh, I'm not sure why the giants were, there was a lot of people who were picking them to win. um, And they just were exposed in every facet of the game, you you were there, House. What did what did you see?
1: I, I saw total domination. T- total domination from an offensive line who loves to run. That team that team loves to run the football, and I uh, he's starting to get some national play. But he's legend in Philadelphia. Our offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland turns these guys into superstars he's going to produce two to three hall of famers on a single line um and you know jason peters was will be in the hall of fame he was originally from uh stoutland producing them and lane johnson and jason kelsey that's incredible um it was total domination i bought into some of that crap about the giants I got very nervous. I was talking to people in tailgates. They said I was absolutely crazy um, (laughs) that the Giants had won their Super Bowl the week before against a fraudulent team, and they could not match up with a healthy Eagles team. And I think I'd said on this pod, in fact, just last week, the difference in this team what you saw is the healthy team that got us to 14-1 and one with a healthy Dallas Godard, a healthy Josh Sweat, a healthy Lane Johnson. We were on all cylinders. The only p- player we were really missing was Avante Maddox from our secondary, but it was a total domination. My immediate take actually during the game was, boy, do the Vikings really suck. Yeah,
2: that was my <laughs> take.
1: I mean, I just, how do you dominate a team so much? that just won on the road in Minnesota. The Minnesota must really, really suck. Um, Sorry, Vikes fans, but yeah, I mean, the Eagles, I I wrote to some Eagles fans today, and I said, if I had told you in September that your road to the Super Bowl was going to be paved through playing against Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy as opposing quarterbacks, you would have either said one- that's impossible Two, who is Brock Purdy or three. Yeah. That's hilarious. And everybody was like, number three, that's hilarious. You know, that's, that's what you, that's what you do to get a great regular season, uh, you know, a uh, victory to get to the record that we got to. There's not a lot to say about that game, except we played 60 minutes. We played all three phases. Um we our coaches were well prepared for Martindale's blitzing. They they schemed to the team that we needed to play. I thought you guys were writing and I thought you were right. I thought Thibodeau was overmatched in that game. He was not really that impressive. I think Evan Neal was not that impressive. Um, but I do think the Giants have a lot to celebrate from the season. They made a big jump up. They have a real coach. And now the big question, which I asked you guys, and I wish Rooster was on. And if you guys were a Giants fan, if you were Rooster, would you want Danny Dimes as your quarterback next Oof. year?
2: That's a tough question. I mean,
0: the problem is, is he's going to want to get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, big time paid. That's the problem you have. Uh, you're going to invest a lot of money in a position. And, you know, he he's played great, but he sure didn't in that game. I mean, there is a big gap between the Eagles and Giants. I mean, it, not just the quarterback. You got to spend a lot of money to upgrade that roster. Are you going to put it all in Daniel Jones?
1: I mean, Daniel Jones is a free agent. Saquon's a free agent. They have a lot of players. We send it around, they have a lot of players that are free agents. They have some tough decisions to make. I think Rooster's right that Dable will make the smart decisions, but I don't know who else is available. You know, I everyone's going to keep talking about. Lamar Jackson and then a big drop off to Derek Carr. I don't know. And maybe there will be a trade, I predict, of Aaron Trey Rogers. Lance. Oh, I oh, don't But but I think Trey Lance too will come into play. But are any of those other than Lamar upgrades over Daniel Jones? I don't know.
0: Well, and and uh, you know, the other thing too about the Giants, even though they were in the playoffs, they're still gonna get a no- a number three. Uh, uh, schedule, right, right, right. Yep. I mean, it, it's they're they're not going to have a brutal schedule. Uh, I don't know who the NFC East will play next year, what other division, but they're going to get the three schedule. Um. So I don't know. I just think they've they've got a lot. They you're right. They for a playoff team, they have a lot of questions to answer.
1: But I think. The Giants should be – I mean, I'd rather be asking questions after a wild card win and a divisional game loss against the number one team and have questions and have questions about what are we going to do in the draft now that we're 5-12 and 12 this year. We we made in pro, right. you know progress of two wins. They made a big, big leap up. These are good problems yeah. to have for them.
0: Yeah, and it looks like they got the right coach too. For sure. Well, congratulations to the Eagles. Should be. Should be to say.
1: I, I said to you guys, look, uh, we'll get to the locks in a second where we talk about point spreads, but we don't normally talk about the over under. I have no idea. I listen, I defer to Vegas. I, I don't get shit right on this thing about locks and everything, but how Vegas came to 45.5 for the over under for Eagles Niners, I have no idea. No idea. I mean, both very, very good defenses. I think scoring is going to come at a premium next week. I, that's going to be a defensive matchup. Yeah.
0: All right, Pope. <laughs> I mean, in the words of the immortal Stephen
2: A., <laughs> how about them, Cowboys? Yeah, you just didn't hit the impersonation quite on on the head. But um, I said last year on the pod, the week after the Cowboys lost to the Niners in the divisional round, that their season would be measured by success in the playoffs. They could go 17 and zero, and it wouldn't fucking matter because if they lost in the first round of the playoffs, then it would be another disastrous year for Jerry. So, you know, they tried to make adjustments off season. Uh, They featured uh, Pollard more in the offense. Um, They, uh, uh, you know, the defense was better this year. Uh, I mean, you could argue that they played a better game yesterday against San Francisco than they did in Dallas a year ago, but the results, the same, they lost, they lost by six a year ago. They lost by seven, uh, yesterday. Um, the big stat that I was looking at, which is so frustrating, I guess, from a cowboy perspective is, you know, could we run the ball? Well, I mean, we ran the ball in the first half. Fine. Uh, In fact, we got 76 yards rushing for the game, which, oh, by the way, broke San Francisco's 11-game streak of not allowing a team over 70 yards. Uh, But, you know, when Tony Pollard went down, um, it really took out a big uh, weapon um, for Dak. But, you know, look, we got to talk about Dak. Uh, Cowboys lost the battle of turnovers, and and that – two turnovers were uh, on Dak Prescott and he had, you know, his best game arguably as a professional the week before against the Bucks. Uh And he probably had his worst game um, considering the stakes uh, yesterday. First pick was like, what the fuck was that? You know, uh, Gallup didn't run a great route, but still, you know, you, you have to, you have to put the ball so that they can't intercept it. And they, they jumped the route and that was an easy pick. So that gave them, you know, a red zone possession.
1: But just the three second. points, but just three points. Just three Only points, three points, points yeah. defense
2: stiffened up, but you know, look, we gave him a red zone possession, uh, but even worse than that, they had a red zone possession themselves in San Francisco. And he f- tried to force a pass. You know, it looked very similar to the pick six that was the walk off against Jacksonville. Uh, receiver was gone on their knees. He tried to he tried to force it in. It got tipped. Uh, got, you know, Fred Warner. Guys, he was right there. Uh, Dak got so many tipped interceptions this year, but you shouldn't have tipped balls like he's getting. I mean, yeah, it's unlucky, but, you know, he's, he's creating his own unluck there. But um, again, just three. That points. was a that was a backbreaker. Uh, well, but it cost Dallas either a touchdown or, or an attempted field goal because, you know, who knows with with Mahar whether he would make it, although he did make his his yeah, field that, field goal attempt that that
0: pick was, you, you know, you say just three points, but it it felt like 10 points.
2: Oh, yeah, because it was sure. right
0: before the half, you know, Dallas was going to go in with the lead yep. uh, at halftime and instead they, they go in trailing and and it was like a minute and 15 seconds of like what the F just happened.
2: Well, and, you know, you can't really excuse that pick, but with Pollard out, and you know how I felt about Zeke all year, I think he's washed up. He he. Uh, uh, I, I hope they don't bring him back. Uh, they he's bet, not a threat. Definitely shouldn't play him at center, that's for not, sure. Well, that's a good point, but not a threat anymore. Um, you know, Pollard, he would take a screen pass and turn it into five or six yards. I mean, you know, Dallas... Uh, they, they gambled, they had what fourth and seven and, uh, Dak, uh, got it on a keeper, um, with the pocket pressure, um, when instead of trying to kick a field goal. And so you're like, oh, you know, that played off well for Dallas. And he turns around on third, second and three, and he makes that stupid pick. Uh, if Pollard's in, you know, something different, I don't know, but ultimately it's on Dak. You can't make that, that pass. Um, Dallas's defense played well enough to win. And that's what's another frustrating part of yesterday. Uh so it's gonna be a long off season. Jerry has already promised that he's not uh canning McCarthy. His job is safe, which I don't know why the fuck he does that the night of their loss. Yeah. Just say, hey, you know, we, we gotta we gotta think about things. Uh we're not happy with the results this year. Uh I don't know if any change is coming, but uh we gotta think about it and process it. But no, he's like, ah, you know, uh, McCarthy's coming by his safe. Um, we'll probably so lose I, uh Dan Quinn. I think Kellen probably stays. Um, you know, as long as we have Dak, we're gonna have highs and lows. And I don't know where the hell that puts us in the NFC East. I think we, we, I don't know if we advanced this year, you know, with a good defense, we, we played better this year than last year in streaks, but I think the offense might have regressed a little. Um, and now they got a massive decision what to do. Because before the game, the rumor was they were going to tag put the franchise tag on Pollard. But fortunately, fortunately, he has a break, not a tear. Breaks are, you know, easier to come back from than, than like an ACL. So yeah. I, I don't know. A lot of decisions to be made. And I don't know where they in the pecking order. I think Washington will get better next year. It's it's a lost opportunity. Jerry's getting no younger. Um and we go another year which will make since 1996 28 years as of next year they have not been to the nfc championship and have so not let me
1: put let me let me put that let me put that stat into perspective i just saw this this will be the first nfc championship game where neither starting quarterback was alive the last time the cowboys were in the nfc championship game <laughs> Corsair, that, is, Washington. that is reason for a reckoning. If I am Cowboys yeah. fans, I am marching to Jerry World and demanding a reckoning at that franchise. He's robbing his fans blind. I mean, you know, Dak,
0: Dak seems like a nice young man, right? I mean, I, I don't have any personal animosity toward Dak. But I do not understand why he gets the sort of hype of a star around him. He's really not that good. I mean, I, and you could say maybe this is a little bit of an exaggeration, but is he much better than Taylor Heineke? I don't think so. I mean, he's just a guy, you know, there's, there are guys who are just guys out there playing quarterback. And it's nice to know that you have your starter figured out, but he is not anywhere close to the upper echelon of quarterbacks
2: Well, in the NFL. his Peak Dak is a very good quarterback, but bad Dak is a very bad quarterback. So it averages out to just a guy. That's what's so frustrating from a Cowboy standpoint, because peak Heineke is above average. Bad Heineke is well below average, which averages out to less than average. That that's the difference. It's, it's the, the potential that keeps Jerry coming back every year with Dak, um, but he's got a massive contract. We're not going to be able to move that contract. We're yeah. we're going to we're another three years with Dak. Yeah, but he's just Zeke, he, he's on the just other an hand. average quarterback. Goodbye. His cap, his he's done.
1: Well, that'll be interesting to see where he lands. Yeah. Um, I, I, would you say that whether it's a sacrificial lamb or whatever you call it, would you say that it's an automatic that Brett Maher's gone as a kicker?
2: Oh, God. How do they bring him back? How do they bring him back?
1: You can't, right? No, you can't bring him back. I think, ironically, the Cowboys have a problem at wide receiver. I think that CD is a special player. And while Dak has comfort with Noah Brown, it's CD and what? Gallup hasn't. Well, Gallup
2: didn't. You know, part of Gallup's problem was he had a really bad injury last year, and it lingered over until this year. So, you know, he didn't play for part of the year and he never really got back to where he was last year. So big question is Gallup a number two. Um, Do you draft a number two? I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think that's one of their biggest needs is a quality number two receiver.
1: They need weapons. I, I think, I think the, the, the upgrade this year was, I think Dalton Schultz has become a reliable tight end. I think that's been a plus for this year. And obviously their defense has been a plus for this year. Uh, I think um but Schultz
0: Schultz made two bad plays in the last possession of the game. True. Yeah.
1: But on the season he was pretty good. Yeah. Um I think what's his face uh Trevon Diggs not not as special as his first he year. Of, he kind of
2: treaded water this year. Yeah. Nothing spectacular. And he had a chance to turn that game around if he just holds on. And I, granted it is a deflected pass, but it was right in his, right in hands. his hands. Yeah. And, and okay, so San Francisco can pick a ball off a tip. Why can't we? Yeah. That that Listen, was his we, opportunity. That was a big I, lost opportunity. I, I love zone.
0: I could talk all day long about the Cowboys shit in the bed. It's <laughs> it is really one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> but we haven't even mentioned the team that won that's going to the NFC championship game. And those that's the 49ers led by Brock Purdy. I mean, what do what, what do we make of this at this point?
2: Well, I read a stat that uh, when he was under pressure by the Cowboys, that he was bad. I think like, he was
1: two for 11 for yes. 30 yards. Yes. And uh, he's bad and he under pressure. Mistakes, and he's got going away with them. a team that had 75 sacks on the year. If the Eagles get pressure on Purdy, he's nothing. Agreed. He is, he's nothing. But if he gets time and he can do three-step drops and dump off to McCaffrey, Debo. Iuk. They I definitely mean, have their web. Weapons. The Cowboys
2: contained McCaffrey and Debo for the most part until the you know final part of the fourth quarter. Uh, I I think the Eagles can can do the same thing. Take take that game plan and and put pressure on from the edge and uh, you know make Purdy beat you.
1: Do you guys remember a swarming tackling defense like this in any recent memory? that the like the 49ers I don't
2: they're they're hard hitting and they get to you quickly yeah in swarms
1: it's scary it is scary they they are well coached to not just rely on one person to make the tackle it, it they have some kind of coaching scheme that rotates players off to to the guy that that has the ball and it's two three guys it's very very hard to get a first down on them
2: and I, I don't know who the fuck number 29 is, but he reminds me of Palomala, who I always fucking yeah. hated. And that guy is such an irritant. I wanted to grab his braids and pull him out of the screen. I was so pissed at him because he just <laughs> buzzed around. So got to look out for him.
1: And I think before the playoffs, I think it was Bison that said that, mark my words, the playoffs at some point is going to come down to kicking and special teams. Right, Bison? did you say something like that about kicking and yeah. special teams? I think Gould's a pretty damn good kicker. Yeah. I think I think he could I think th- things could come down to Gould. So is Elliot? Yeah, Elliot's good too. Kickers matter. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do matter. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good game. I I think that people are um I mean, listen.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I may be falling into the same trap as as I did with the Giants here. But I think that the Eagles Niners game is going to be good, uh, you know, on on simply the Eagles being at home and Purdy being a rookie. I'm not sure that he's going to be prepared for walking into that environment. Although, you know, the guy played put big 12 football for, you know, in some pretty uh, raucous stadiums, I bet, with some big uh, rivalries. So maybe I'm wrong on that. But I I just think that stage is going to be a little too bright for him. And that'll be enough for the Eagles, uh, to, to win that game.
2: I mean, I I do feel confident we have the best four teams in the NFL. You can't always say that about the final four, but definitely have the best four teams. And, you know, if you go just by the hottest teams, it's Bengals and niners. Um, but you know, (laughs) good luck going through Philly. That's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's going to be yeah. crazy there. And uh, Jalen Hurts, who I neglected to really talk about in the Eagles wrap, he is so dialed in right now. And I think the injury is just only modestly bothering him. And if he, if they really let him loose and add him as an additional weapon to run against the Niners, I think they're going to have a tough time. There's a lot, a lot of weapons for them to stop. As good as their defense is, there's a lot of weapons for them to stop. And Jalen is dialed in. I I. But he's we'll dialed see. in
2: on his throws, too, though. I mean, that first pass to Devontae to Beautiful. open up the
1: game. Beautiful. I mean,
2: guarantee you that put the Giants back on their heels. They couldn't stack. You know, they're like, well, he's clearly he's going to be able to throw over the top.
0: Yeah. Well, House, let's get to our locks, because uh, yeah. I think we want to talk a little bit about these point spreads, too. But where where are we after last week?
1: Yeah. So uh, we have a clear leader. Um, so after last week we had a little bit of a delay because we didn't know about week 1 of the playoffs um when we recorded the pod we had no not known about Cowboys Bucks and so um I came in 0 and 1 to this week Pope came in 1 and 0 Milk was 1 and 0 Rooster was 0 and 1 and Bison was 1 and 0 but then uh, in true SMQB's fashion, we only had one winner this week. Uh, <laughs> three of three of us loaded up on the Chiefs, so we took a big L on minus eight and a half when uh, it came in as a seven point win. So Bison falls to one and one. I fall to zero oh and two. Pope falls to one and one. Rooster lost with the Bills minus four and a half to fall to zero oh and two. Milk has picked Cincy twice in the playoffs and is two and zero. Oh. So we, we kind of had- know who
2: he would go with.
1: We know going into the championship weekend and the conferences, I can report to you that Milk has Cincy minus one to go three and zero. Oh. Yeah, that's his, that's his pick. Who you guys got?
2: I'm with Milk. I got Bengals.
1: Cincy minus one for Pope. Oh, just, this hurts. This really hurts. Jalen hurts. I don't. I don't
0: understand the line. I don't understand the Eagles giving only two and a half. Uh, I I don't get that. I think that's off. I'm going with the Eagles. So
1: I say that that line pretty much is saying that the Niners are winning. The Eagles are not winning that game by one point or two points. The Eagles – are going to, if they win, they're going to win by three or more. And the Eagles are protecting their home field. It's what they played for. I never, ever do this. And I'm probably going to snowman kill myself over this pick. But I, oh am- God, I don't know if I can <laughs> handle this. Are you sure you want to do this? I'm taking the Eagles minus two and a half. Oh my God. I've never,
0: ever done this. Wow. If you lose this game, I I
1: I'm, I I'll could be little, I, feel, I could be responsible. I got a little for a loss.
0: Yeah, I got a little prop bet here. A little worried about you. If the Eagles lose, does House show up in Phoenix for
2: convention? I'm saying no. I'm saying no. It's a fairly good bet. It's all or nothing though, because he's already told me that he's bringing the whole uh, the whole hand Damley to the uh, Super Bowl if they win.
1: Well, the kids want to come home for the championship game. And here's here's what I'm thinking. Tell me if this is wrong. If I spend the money to bring them home from New Orleans and they lose, they're going to be miserable that they've flown home for a loss. But if they win, then I have saved the money that I could contribute towards a Super Bowl possibility. A fraction, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: got a mortgage on your – Second more a mortgage.
1: <laughs> so hopefully the kids don't listen to this pod, but you're not coming home. Yeah, I'm
2: not getting involved in that one. I
0: just
1: can't believe you're if betting you on win, the Eagles. You're going to the
0: Super Bowl. I can't
1: believe I can't believe you're I betting it's on the a Eagles. Special team. I think it's a special is, team. I think it's I like the confidence. So
0: unco- this is gonna be so uncomfortable next week. This is gonna be
1: so uncomfortable. I got I got Eagles and Bengals. That's my that's my uh, Super Bowl. I would. I will say that if I were to make the AFC pick, I'm going with the Chiefs. I think. Yeah. They get, I think. Oh, they, you are. I think they get it off their back. I know Burrow's special. I, I think. I think they put it together. I think they put a great uh-huh. game plan together that doesn't rely on Mahomes running and all that stuff. And I. I think they put it together and they get the monkey off their back. I mean,
2: we know the line is because of of Mahomes. For sure. Yeah. One hundred percent. And and you know, listening to Romo yesterday. I mean, he said, look, a high ankle sprain is a high ankle sprain. Yeah. He was on adrenaline second half, you know, they shot his knee up and he's on adrenaline and he was able to go, but guaranteed today, tomorrow, Wednesday, he's going to be in a lot of pain, probably on crutches. And there's just no guarantee. He's going to have the flexibility that he did, uh, pre high ankle sprain. And that, that is a big limiting factor. I mean, Mahomes homes makes that team go. We've seen well, it a it's, thousand it's times. It's also in sports.
0: his, it's his push off foot too, right? It's his right foot.
2: Yep. Well, I'm not as worried about his throwing ability as his scrambling ability and his creativity ability.
1: Yeah. We, we've seen it a thousand times in sports. I, you know, we all know it like the back of our hands by now. High angle sprain equals four to six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We to back to 100%. So
0: yeah. it's not longer. Um, although i will say this man at some point i just feel like the law of averages kicks in i mean are the the, the bengal's have won what four in a row against kansas city is it 3 in a row or 4 in three, a row three
1: in a row these they're 3 and 0 oh against mahomes so this
0: would be their fourth in a row ah i mean that that just on law of averages alone that it seems
1: unlikely that's another reason i i am thinking about the eagles the, the yeah. niners to do this would be unbelievable. They would reach yeah. the Super Bowl on a thirteen-game bender. They would win thirteen right. in a row. That's unheard of. I agree. I agree. All
0: right. Well, anything else? I, I am. I am so happy that the Cowboys aren't playing the Eagles because <laughs> I, I would have. to I was told you guys I would leave the country before that game. That would. Have been, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't stomach that. It's bad enough to watch the Eagles potentially go to the Super Bowl. So. Uh, I'm But gonna congrats, just say how, now. how
2: how how is a week in Phoenix while the uh, Super Bowl hype with the Eagles going to be? Oh
1: even.
0: my
2: God, I might not be able to go, go to convention.
1: Bruce Stern. I'm, I'm and just all going to grant all now the support for the 49ers. I'm not hurt by it. It should happen. I expect it. It's fine. I'm. It's it's Philly versus everybody. We got it. You won oh it.
2: You.
1: That's true too.
0: All right, so we got our locks. We're done with NFL. Listen, uh, this is going to come as great disappointment to our listeners, but because we are down two tonight, we are we are going to hold off on round two of the great Girl Scout cookie lip smackdown, and we will be back with you. Um, a lot of heat over the seating. I mean, there were some really uh, uh, angry people. Um, so we promise next week for our 100th episode, we will be talking Girl Scout cookies. Um, we'll post the, uh, the current bracket somewhere on social. So let us know your thoughts. Maybe you can sway a vote or two. Well, look,
2: this is how important this is and how serious I took it. I, I, I tried to get my hands on some raspberry, uh, rallies and some toastiers. And and come to find out that the Raspberry rallies are not available except for online and won't be available until the end of February. And the Toastiers aren't even made on a mass basis and don't know if I'll ever be able to get any Toastiers. So in the North Texas area, if there's a Girl Scout troop out there that can get their hands on some Toastiers, come on by the Cochran Firm in Dallas and uh, we'll, we'll be sure to get you on our uh, social media.
0: Well, in in Washington, D.C. area, you can you can reach out to my niece, uh, Allegra. Uh, she she will be uh, taking orders. So nice. House, you, you got a punchable face this week.
2: Come on, man.
1: Well, it's a weird punchable face. It it almost came to fruition. I definitely had the Mike Tyson uppercut going. Uh, it might not reach, but it might have to. So it's a preemptive punch. This stuff with the NFL that thankfully the Cincinnati Bengals helped us to avoid with the neutral game. Uh, we never really talked about it, but there were a lot of different scenarios as a a, of a solution this game belongs to the fans the nfl game belongs to the fans and if you've invested and i know this and you guys know this for many people it's literally thousands of dollars between seat licenses and parking and tickets and concessions it is thousands of dollars for sixty to 70,000 people to make that commitment on a yearly basis in their home stadium. If your team was good enough to have earned that right to have a conference championship, then it should be in the home stadium. But once the uh, Atlanta game sold out for the potential Bills-Chief matchup, which was had to be a neutral situation because the Bengals and the Bills didn't play and the Hamlin injury, once the Bills-Chiefs sold out The NFL started leaking that they may now consider conference championship games to be played in neutral sites. And I found even the suggestion to be offensive. Offensive. Could you guys imagine? And I know it's a little harder right now for your teams to imagine them in a conference championship, but
2: let me think.
1: No. Can you you imagine (laughs) had the Eagles lost this week and Dallas played well enough to beat the Niners that it's like, oh. Well, that's nice, but now you got to play the Giants at a neutral site. Or the Commanders, like, after all this misery for all these years, and you finally get back to that spot, and after you win the divisional game, up. well, now you've got to play whatever, the 49ers in a neutral spot. That is just absolute ridiculousness for the NFL, even to circulate it as a possibility and in itself, deserves a punch. And if it comes to fruition, it will be a knockout punch from me.
2: Here's, here's what I don't understand. Why Atlanta? What was the decision making behind that? Did we ever find out what other neutral sites were considered? They're both over almost a thousand miles away from their home cities.
1: I think it's probably both cities had direct flights and it takes weather out of the mix. And th- that's probably the easy, oversimplified reasoning. I-, I don't know where else you do that. For a I team mean, that's definitely...
0: I, 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 for a minute, thought that I was okay with this. I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And, and then if you even, if you played both of them, kind of like the Final Four weekend, like you played both games at the same neutral site, that could be kind of fun. Um, but then I saw a clip circulated yesterday in, in the D.C. area of the 40-year anniversary of, of the Dallas at Washington uh NFC championship game and you watch that stadium going just absolutely bananas and you lose that. If you play a neutral site for teams, I mean, that's, you can't take that away. Cannot. You just can't take that away. You, you lose too much.
1: Not to mention it just, it's offensive to ask people, all those Buffalo and Kansas city people made logistics. They made flights, they made hotel arrangements. They've got to take all that stuff down now. It's just, it's it really, it's not thinking about the fan. So NFL fun playoffs, but you get a punch for the concept.
0: All right, that's it. We don't have a lasso this week. anybody got anything else? Good luck, house.
1: Thanks. You're gonna Go idiot. birds. Got to sh- got to give a shout out to the to the Kelsey parents. I think this whole thing about both their kids being in the championship game is so cool.
0: Let's not forget next week, episode
1: one, What are we doing for intros? We can't wait to see what our producer Bison has for us. Now that we have, I know,
0: numbers. I know, we're gonna have to come up with something. Holy we'll shit! We'll
2: eat. Didn't start All doing right. jerseys for a long time. So have a have a good week, everybody. Talk to you guys.